conversation. Hi, my name is Valentina Rosa Gonzalez. I am a media, visual, and performing artist here in Eugene, Oregon. I paint murals. I am an MC, poet, graphic designer, web designer. Um, I skateboard, and I'm a mom. Hi, my name is Danny Altazar, and uh, Valentina Rosa Gonzalez is my girl. She's a visual media artist here in Eugene, and she ain't no spring chicken anymore. Should I say my age? I don't know. I have been doing this shit for about 20 years, so it might be an important point. <laughs> I ain't no spring chicken, as Danny so finally poignantly pointed out. Poignantly pointed? That's redundant. Anyway, um, my parents, let's see. My mom was born in Kentucky in 1946. Sorry, Mom. I guess our family has a deep history there. Over 450 years, I think, in this country. Um, Ancestors that fought in George Washington's army, which people usually don't really get right away looking at me because I'm brown skin so they usually think that I'm you know fresh to the to the country but no my mom's side has been here quite a long time uh, immigrating from all over Europe and also having um, some native roots in there too Um, my dad on the other hand is from way down south in uh, Santiago, Chile, uh, South America. On his side, my family is from Chile, Bolivia, Peru, and I believe some distant Spanish influence there. Um, I heard a story recently about some sort of kinship to Asturias, Spain, and some of the uh, Celtic regions up there, which is really interesting, I thought. Uh, so they met in Houston back in the 70s, I guess, where my dad owned a pretty prominent blues club called Liberty Hall. A lot of people played there from, you know, Jimmy Reed to Big Mama Thornton, the Ramones, the New York Dolls. It was banging. It was popping off in the 70s. They ended up having their wedding there even, and, um... Charlie Hooker and Lightning Hopkins were best men in the wedding, which is funny because I actually went to this poster show in Houston not too long ago. I, oh, actually, it was a few years ago. And it was all, it was a whole, it was a museum of printing history. And it was a whole show of all of the posters and flyers that my dad made for the hall. And in the center of the back wall of the room was a a giant blown-up photo of my mom and dad's wedding ceremony right there in the front of the hall. And it was about, you know, four by four, four foot by four foot giant piece all blown up. And I was like, can I get a copy of this? You know, but it's all memorabilia at this point. And whoever kept on, you know, held on to their stuff was the one that gets to, to capitalize on it today.
my mom and dad met, you know, did the thing. She did shows with him sometimes there at the hall. She wasn't a performer herself, but she participated in some of the things that were going on around, you know, around there and made a lot of really great friends herself. And then um, they, you know, decided they want to have a kid. And they tried and it happened. And a couple of years into that, they decided to split up. They did their thing. You know, he went his way, which was, you know, the life of a promoter in the 70s. Like, he also had a degree in engineering from Texas A&M. And he worked for a couple of, you know, pretty, like, high-profile engineering firms. But that didn't really work out for him. In the long run, he knew that, like, you know, his life in music and entertainment was really you know, something that he wanted to do. So he kept trying to throw shows and, and stay in that lifestyle, but got caught up a little bit. And meanwhile, I was growing up and mama was taking care of the house and doing the thing. And um, what was the first influence of art and music that was like, wow, this is something I want to do or can do? Like what was, can you remember that moment or that person or that experience? You know, I really can't personally. Like, my mom told me that I was always, you know, trying to be the center of attention. For those that know me, you know, you know that's true. But um, I think it was always just something that I was doing. It was just sort of the act of me. I was always creating something, a story or a song or a play at Christmas with the kids or you know, getting my friend to do all the freaking dance moves for the Little Mermaid soundtrack. <laughs> you know, some crazy, just this hyped on figuring out how to create something interesting, you know? And I don't remember like a specific point because it's always been there in my life. Like my dad was a musician, my mom, you know, knew musical people. My sisters were always hanging out with different musicians, you know? Um, it was it was just always around me and artists you know i don't even really know how influential artists were for me at that time because i shined so fucking hard that i didn't even pay attention to what the hell was going on around me a lot of the time you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> like, a true performer. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until a lot later, like even within the last 10, 15 years, that I start, started stepping back and like digging into what my inspirations are and, you know, what sort of innovative, you know, um, approaches people are having or bringing to the table in, in my art form. And when I say my art form, it's very broad. And uh, there's definitely like a few things that I've studied and that I have more experience with, like uh, audio engineering. Uh, I remember recording my first album with my band and being a nuisance in the studio because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And they're like, sit back, sit down. You know? <laughs> they handled it and it sounded good, you know. So um, <laughs> you heard that shit. <laughs> Face. <laughs> um, basically, I was just curious. The things that I didn't know about that I was interested in, I just became, my curiosity was overwhelming. I had to figure it out. How shit worked, how, you know, people went about their process of creating and using all various tools and doing so. So I think audio was like probably my first one that I really explored on my own. 
But there were so many art forms before that that were encouraged. Like my mom encouraged, she put me in ballet, so dancing was encouraged. I was in theater, so that was encouraged. Later as a teenager, I had friends who were painting graffiti, so that was encouraged, you know? Like I had different sort of, and then I had mentors who saw a spark in me at certain points in my life and encouraged me to pursue, you know, whatever I was doing at that moment. It seems like, although your mom might not have been an artist, she really, like, allowed you that space to be creative um, as, like, the first person to be like, go for it. Well, you know, it's funny because I've thought in those terms, too, like, my mom wasn't an artist. And I've said that before, you know, and I've said that of people who I haven't really seen exhibit any sort of artistic interest or, you know, uh, um skill or an application you know but then now looking around and relating with people I feel like there's a broader understanding of what the idea of art is and my mom was just as much of an artist and as much of an inspiration to me by um, promoting these things as I became from learning and guidance you know that's pretty beautiful it's like a different kind of art, you know, like caring is, is fucking artful, you know, giving a shit. That's like, that's a totally different kind of art. You know, you created a human being and being able to like step up for that person. That's accepting your creation, you know, your ultimate creativity, I guess. Damn. That's a really beautiful way of putting it. And um, that's the kind of credit that we don't always give two people who aren't putting themselves in the spotlight how when was it that you started to kind of think like that give that credit uh well I guess I I went through this whole like really jaded period where I thought I had done everything and known everyone and sort of had a chip on my shoulder about what I thought was cool or interesting or inspiring to me and even if something was cool I'd like rebel against it you know because I thought I could think of something better or someone else that I care about more would come up with a better idea or something like that. But, you know, and I still have a little bit of that pompous bullshit going on, you know? Like, my ego definitely chirps in every once in a while and is like, what the fuck is that person doing, you know? (laughs) But, like, in, like, the bigger picture of things, like, I don't want to discredit the fact that people are trying to figure out what they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? that's that's huge you know that's you're creating constantly just because i use paint or my you know song or you know wood or a fucking skateboard it's like you're creating you know even if you're making dinner you're making the bed you're you know it's like it's just everything is being created at all times you know so if we can think about it like that i don't know now i'm starting to sound like i'm on dr phil (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's true you know like what it's so true like we tend to do things and not even think of it as like a form of creativity we're like oh this is just life just gotta fucking deal with it but once you become aware that it's all a creative process you can have some fun with it (laughs) And I think also maybe that idea comes from being around so many artists. So knowing that it's possible for anyone to be an artist, 
you know when you're around so many it's like you're like oh everyone's creative everyone's creating you know and I've always been around like at least within the last 20 years my friends my community my close people that I have in my life on the daily are you know self uh, described artists you know so maybe always being around these kind of people gives me an idea that it's possible for everyone to do this but you know then I have another idea where it's like you've got people who sort of maybe step into an art form with the with the lack of respect and the idea that oh I can do that oh anyone can do that and I think there's something to be said for that that's true that's that's true anyone can do anything you know however like I feel like there needs to be a certain amount of um care you know that goes into your approach whenever you start you know creating something no, totally. I think that anybody is capable of doing anything, but will they and will they do it well? That's a whole other ball right. game. I mean, because there's always going to be biters out there, but you can tell if they're genuine or not right away. You know, the craftsmanship, the level of care, like you said. And so as far as your community goes, you said over the past like 20 plus years, you've surrounded yourself by artists. Was that challenging to like weed out the people who didn't necessarily like exist in that same mind frame as you? Like how, what was your process of staying connected artistically to your community? Um, well, I was pretty fucked up as a kid. Like I want, just wanted to party and hang out and do drugs and, you know, live that sort of scenario. And I had, you know, one mentor, my greatest mentor, uh, Ana Gallegos from Warehouse 21. And she like saw me and saw the stuff that I was doing and gave me some opportunities, you know. And oftentimes I would blow her off. I would not be available. Maybe I'm, you know, stuck out in the cut somewhere for three days. You know, there were just circumstances that I wasn't really disciplined or, you know, aware of what I was capable of doing at the point to be able to commit to any sort of process of learning, you know. And so she would, but she kept getting at me. She kept poking at me to, to continue. And so every little opportunity, you know, she had to get me involved, I, I would get involved. And so, like, in terms of, like, the difficulty of assimilating in my community with other artists, it wasn't hard then because those were the people that I naturally connected with. Mm. It wasn't like, I mean, I guess I can really relate it to like traveling. Like when I used to travel around like hopping or hitchhiking or something like that. Sometimes you could roll into a city, you don't know anybody. And if you see somebody that maybe looks a little bit like you, you can go up and talk to them. And then you meet all the people in the community that are just like you. Nowadays, it's not like that because things have opened up so much and everyone shares an identity and so it doesn't really necessarily represent your personality or or your values or you know where you are in your life and what you're doing creatively or whatever you know if you're if you're a part of that sort of society you know 
Do you think people are like trending on <clears throat> trending on looks or something? Is that what you're saying? So like you could see somebody who you think is like into punk and they're like, no, nah, man, I just like to wear a mohawk, but I'm a straight edge or what? I mean, what are you what do you mean by that? I feel like um, the idea of a trend is so far removed at this point because everything is available. So it doesn't even matter if, you know, our identity isn't defined by first looks anymore, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Really, mm-hmm. true identity, I don't feel like is defined by first looks anymore. And maybe it never was, but I feel like there was a point where I could go up to someone and feel comfort or safety in a maybe sketchy situation because I felt like they looked like someone I knew. You know, and I think the only reason why it's not like that anymore for me personally is just my idea of this, right? Is just because everything's so accessible now. You know, like a lot of the styling, quote unquote, that was happening back then was just people making their own clothing or, you know, uh, a friend who printed up a bunch of patches in some city and then they went to this other city and, you know, got some from another friend and it was like a community, like, with graffiti, you know, I can go into a town sometimes. I used to be able to go into a town, and if I saw a friend, that meant they were either there now, depending on the date or if there was a date or anything, or, you know, maybe they were there then. And maybe I could find them. You know, I don't know. So, so like, tagging and graph was kind of like the first cell phone for you? Just, like, the first way of connecting with your friends, finding them? Is that no, what the you're The pager. The pager. <laughs> I had a pager, yo. That was my first. That was my first connection. <laughs> no, I don't know. It just it gave me like comfort, you know, to like go in and like you see your friend was on that mailbox. You're like, oh, they might be in town. Awesome. I'm gonna start looking. You know, I'm gonna start going to some spots and figuring out what to do. You know. And it's, it was just this whole, like, organic process of figuring out where you were and who your people were. And, like, no matter what city you were in, you could depend on that, you know. I could depend on that for safety because, you know, you find yourself in sketchy situations as a teenage girl wandering around the country. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a minute. What what compelled you to be a teenage girl wandering around the country and, like, how, how did your life go into that point? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I have <laughs> Just happened. I can tell you a story, though. Yeah, tell me a story. About about we'll, put it, we'll put it into a story, okay? Okay, good. Okay, so 2000, 2001, somewhere around there, I'm like, I need to go back down to Santa Fe. I've been living in Ashland, for Oregon, for a little bit. I started skateboarding. Uh, there was an amazing, amazing thing happening in Oregon at that time with skateboarding. And I got to be a part of that with some really amazing women and uh, park builders and, you know, just horseplay radical maniacs. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was off the cuff, yeah. Um, so <laughs> basically, uh, I was like, you know, I need to get down to Santa Fe. There's always some sort of hustle. There's always like somewhere you got to go, something you got to do. Get down to Santa Fe, pick up this car, and then I can drive back up and see some friends and come back and get to work, da-da-da. So, you know, I hitch out. And uh, I leave Ashland, and I get a ride, you know, first guy. He's got like a flask and a joint. I'm like, perfect, this is going along great. Second, you know, second city, Red Bluff. 
I'm sitting on the freeway till 9 p.m., all right? Uh, I think I'm gonna go freaking sleep with Sasquatch in the bushes in a minute. And then this truck pulls up, and I start running to the truck, and then a cop pulls up. I'm like, fuck, running even faster, you know? What am I gonna do? It's illegal to hitchhike in California. I look in the truck, and I shit you not, it's this guy who had picked me up hitchhiking to Portland two weeks before. I left my wallet in his truck. It fell out of my pants when I was sleeping in the back seat. And I get in his truck, the cop's like, do you know this guy? Yeah, 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 I know him, I know him. You know, my jaw's hanging down the damn ground. I get in the truck, he's like, look in the glove box, darling. There's my wallet in there, money, my ID, everything, right? So I'm like, choice, where are you going? San Francisco, the Vezadero. Can't remember the name of the club, Ugly Ducklings was playing. Okay, so he gives me a ride to the doorstep of the place where I'm going, transfer cars, meet up with my girlfriends, have a great stay, you know, end up uh, hitching out. Next day, a couple days later, leaving, going on the 101, just because it's beautiful. I love that freeway. It's one of my favorite freeways. So I get a ride into Carmel. It was crazy. I don't know if you know that area. The traffic is insane. So it took me three rides to get to Carmel. In Carmel, this chick picks me up from Santa Cruz. She's driving a Big Sur because there's a Jade Festival. And her boyfriend, is, is, it's his birthday, and they're having this big party. So I get in the truck, and this bitch is driving like Mario Andretti around the Big Sur cliffs. There's like, you know, a million foot drop over to the right of me. She's like listening to Bob Marley. She's got a carrot cake in the floor. So like I'm all kind of squished up a little bit, you know. So we're like hauling balls to Big Sur. She's like, we get there in five minutes. And then she's like, hey. You can leave your bag in my truck. It's totally cool. I'm like, word? All right, thank you, you know? I trip around, go down to the beach, check out Jade Fest, meet some really cool people. You know, I, I sort of lose track of her. She finds me later on that day, and she's like, we're going to this party. Would you like to come? Takes me up to this party, seaside, cliffside, overlooking the entire ocean. DJ's playing, mescaline big bonfires like where am I how did this happen you know of course I end up going and finding all the degenerate dirt bags that happened to be hanging out that night I'm like what's going on guys and she finds me you know out in the cut on this property high as hell and she's like we're going to this camp spot we want you to come with us so she takes me me and her and her boyfriend and hit one of his friends we all go to this camp spot on the side of the road. We set up our, you know, sleeping bags. We, I draw for a little bit and I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. There's like a 2,000 foot drop off, like two feet in front of my feet, just right there, like beautiful cliff camp spot. You know, we brush teeth. We say our goodbyes. She's like, "He's gonna give you a ride into Big Sur. I gotta get back on the road to Santa Cruz because she was in school." So I gave her a big hug. You know. Homegirl, thank you so much. You know, this is this is amazing. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm here. You know, and homie gives me a ride into Big Sur, whips out this gigantic like a foot across by like five foot huge piece of Big Sur sea jade, gives it to me for good luck, and then he's like, 
my friend at the party last night hurt her back and she just wants to take pills the whole way. Can you drive her car to San Diego? So I get to drive her Dodge truck all the way to San Diego to meet up with my other connections, you know, down there. Like basically what I was doing at that point was testing my guides. Wow. I was testing my guides. I was learning my place and seeing like what I was capable of doing, how far outside, how far removed I could be from my safety zone, you know? And I don't know if it was because, well, I, I do know partly it's because I have always had this destructive nature about me. But luckily, I got folks looking out for me. So it turns into this really sort of fortunate blessing situation, you know. I made it to Santa Fe, got the car. It lasted for about four months. Got it impounded in Wairica. And that's another podcast, too. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's just that whole, just the whole idea of like, where am I? What do I want to do? I'm going to go do it. And that's what I did. And it kept me, I mean, it's kept me so far pretty confined. Like, it's not like I've traveled, you know, to the places that I really want to be. Like, the places I really want to check out. But I'm getting there. Which are? Ah, man. I need to go to Spain. I need to go see my, my great, great aunt Tia Toya. She just turned 100 years old. She's 100 years old, this woman. She's the matriarch of my family on my father's side. And there's just something that tells me she's waiting to meet me so she can, like, pass on the secrets of the ancients or some something, you know? <laughs> like, I have these grand fantasies that I create. She'd be like, she'd probably be like, I like pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so yeah, I've got, I've got grand fantasies and they take me all over the world. of you what about the your ancestry in Chile have you like researched it or gone there or, um connected with that at any point you know I haven't I gone I haven't delved in I haven't dove in to my lineage uh nearly as much as I wish I have had no, but you do a lot of <laughs> you do a lot of very like Aztec influenced um, work as far as your painting goes and do you feel like you're tapping into something there that's like a deeper part of you your ancestral oh well straight up like a lot of my art most most of the symbology in my art that comes from this idea of a lost language and uh, 
it, it is a direct uh, relation to like Easter Island and the Rongo Rongo tablets and just the idea that generations can disappear and even if their languages are left behind, it doesn't necessarily mean anyone's going to be able to decipher it. Hmm. But it's beautiful enough because it's, it's a type of, you know, it's symbology and we as humans are built to recognize and decipher symbology. It, it, it holds like the most weight, you know, for us as sentients. Uh, so definitely, you know, my art reflects a lot of that. And I have done some research and I'm in touch with, you know, my family down there and uh, my cousin, my first cousin, Rodrigo Pirases, he's a professor of art at the Universidad de Chile in Santiago. So, um, you know, I know that there's things coming and I feel like I'm just setting up the stones at this point because I was so, I was so bogged down with the idea of fuck it for so long that it distracted me a lot from being able to pursue the things that I really ultimately were, was dreaming of, you know? And then I became a mom. So figuring that out has been a whole nother lesson. And now I feel like I'm finally in a place where I know what I'm moving towards and I'm able to do what I'm doing to get there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've got the vision. I mm. see it. Yeah, do you feel like this is kind of the first time in your life that you're planning ahead? Definitely. And, like, even when I say planning ahead, I'm like, oh, renew my passport next month. <laughs> like, that shit don't happen, you know? And I think the main thing for me is not getting down on myself about missing my goals and, you know, just acknowledging the little achievements that I am making and, you know, to keep, just keep doing it, you know, I can't, I get in my own way so much as an artist, that's like my biggest challenge as an artist is myself, hmm. like straight up, I am always getting in my own way, you know, whether it's re-editing something to death until it's just gone or, you know, being too sheepish about moving forward on a project to even begin, right, so you know how do you deal with that um like destructive side of the artist i smoke a lot of weed i'm not even gonna lie that is that is the one thing and i mean what does it do it, for you what was i saying again <laughs> 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 well at this point at this point uh, i'm hyper aware that it's it, you know, I am addicted or, you know, fuck, I don't want to get polit political on weed. Next subject. Well, <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> no, really, really. Like that's like I deal, I deal with the destructive, you know, nature of myself against myself by self-medicating, whether that's with herb or with friends or with um, being by myself or going out into nature. And like in all honesty, that's one of the things that I have been neglecting the most and I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Like I'm so involved in doing music and making art and you know, being in my relationships um, that I have neglected the natural side, you know, my natural desire, my desire to be with nature. And that's where I get the most of my inspiration from. So, so how are you going to deal with that? 
take a hike? <laughs> I gotta gotta take a long walk of a short pier. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so 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 you said that right now music is the the thing that drives you. You've you've like experienced it throughout your whole life, but you're you're getting on one right now. What's going on? Um, basically. I have people in my life right now that believe in me so fierce that they just want to put me up. They, you know, they're telling, they're not even just inspiring me. They're like actually telling me, get out there, do stuff, you know, take this tool and, you know, make this happen. Like get your projects going, work, you know, because you have it. And if I have the skills, I might as well do it. You know, so basically I'm being motivated. I'm being externally motivated by amazing dear, dear people that give a shit about me. And, uh, you know, one of them is my homegirl, Sassy D, who I've known for, you know, 15 years now. And we just reconnected in the last couple of years and she's, you know, blowing up. She's an MC all over the West Coast doing her thing. We're starting up a, a little, you know, project together and really sort of like came back to each other after a long pause. We hadn't seen each other for a long time and we just picked up where we left off. It was like nothing had ever changed. We didn't have to be like, so, you know, what's happening here? What's what's going on there? It just was natural and it all really clicked. And, you know, singing together and freestyling together and just having that like similar energy in towards the craft, like putting into it, like she's putting in. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like undeniable. You you can't sit back and watch someone put in and reap the benefits of that and wonder why the fuck you're not coming up, you know? So yeah, that's she's been instrumental in getting me off of my ass. I recently recorded a track with uh, Sassy D and my homegirl Jada. And we went out to this dude's studio and every time someone laid down a verse, we'd be like, like jumping up and down, high-fiving each other, busting out a breakdance move, like, yeah, 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 we in here, we in here, like just so hyped. The in dude that was engineering us looked back for a moment and he was like, this is so different. <laughs> you know, this isn't what I'm used to. Like, you guys are so excited. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you about that. Like, what's what's it like being a female in such a kind of male, macho, tough, like nod your head type of shit? Personally, I'm starting to think of it in the different, in a flip situation or in a reversed scenario. I'm starting to think of it, how is it for them to all be dudes and not have barely any ladies up in here representing because we make it better. Like, poor dudes. I'm sorry, there's only a couple of us. I wish there were more. Maybe there will be, you know? And we're getting responses. Like, people are into it. You know, this is... I mean, shit, girl. I can, I can go back and, you know, hash out another possibly fabricated memory about, you know, a dude sitting down with me one day and being like, I think it's whack that you're making money painting murals, you know? because that's not fucking graffiti and I can take that and be like oh I was persecuted because I was a woman and you know maybe I did feel like that at one point but 
doing what I'm doing right now with these ladies in particular is not about getting back or trying to overly represent because we're underrepresented. It's more about like doing what we want to do. Like this is just who we are and what we do. And there's no reason why we shouldn't just blow the fuck up, you know? And it's not just about girls. It just so happens that the people that I'm really connecting with musically right now are women. You know, and I don't know if that's something to be said about the, you know, the state of the industry right now or the town that I'm in or my personality, you know, but I'm sure it's a combination of all of those things and I'm fine with it. Like, you know, yeah, I might get a little hurt if I go to the show and the dude that I've freaking seen around a bunch or even friends with on Facebook can't even say hello. But you know what? That has nothing to do with me. You know, like I bet. I don't even know. Yeah, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like we can internalize and internalize it all. But at the end of the day, everybody's walking around thinking it's all about them. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, and, and it kind of is. Like, I was talking to a girlfriend about this today. Like, the idea that we're all in this together. Like, we're fucking not. We are not all in this together. The idea of, like, can we all just get along? We're all together. I mean, yes, technically, we are all together on this planet, which is a speck of dust floating around in space randomly. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Good job. We're together. But am I going to take a posse of all 50 of my Facebook friends when the zombie apocalypse happens? No, I'm calling like five of my tight friends and then I've got people stationed all over the world in different cities that I'm going to be calling to, you know, so we can stay on the move. Like, it's a strategic thing in life. Like, we are living and surviving and we have to be able to apply the same idea of preservation creatively as we do, you know, just in our life on a day-to-day. Songs. Like, where do you write from? Oh, man. Um, yeah. You know, I write a lot of my stuff in the car when I'm driving. Like, in Houston, I used to write a lot in traffic because you're in traffic for, like, three hours a day, if not more. And so it was a really good time for me. It's, like, movement. Like, moving really inspires me. Like, if I go on a trip or if I go to a new place or, you know walking around maybe see something new down the street so moving I think really inspires me and uh, I talk about all sorts of stuff you know and I'm starting to sort of figure out how to categorize these things and start different projects highlighting those different ideas you know for example like some of my raps are dirty and nasty and talk about pussy you know and that's you know one project and then these other raps are sort of ethereal and go off on, you know, random ideas of, of space and, you know, my existence uh, within this place. And, you know, it's, I guess it's relative to, like, the moment, you know. Um, I used to be really politically driven in my raps. And I think that's kind of faded away because I'm not as inspired politically anymore, musically. 
I feel like those are two different things for me now. Mm. And I almost relate my art more to politics than my music. Like my paintings, I relate more to like politics than my music now. Because do you think it's because you don't feel like you have to shout it out? You can like let people read what you want, like, like find the layers politically? Maybe. I also maybe feel like it's, it's, hap- like it's out there. Like there's a lot of it going on there's a lot of really amazing people that have messages right now for us you know politically uh and that are involved and that are active and doing it and maybe like this last five years is the first time in my adult life that i haven't been as involved in community as i have in my past like so maybe it has more to do also what I'm involved in at the time. Like a lot of my political raps were written when I was working for a teen center and I was, you know, really checking out what was happening in my town, you know, on that level. So these days, I guess I'm sort of just like enjoying this new idea of myself. <laughs> I'm figuring out with what I, who I am right now. And so my music is reflecting that a little bit more. You know, and I'm also like really inspired by the people who are who I know who have blown up with their music because it comes from like the same place that I've touched before. You know, like we've all been there together at one point. So I know we're I'm part of this like pool, you know. Mm. Yeah, totally. So so what's that what's that inspiration point for you? musically like what what makes you want to jump up and down and scream like what gets you hyped um actual connection Mm um uh connection (laughs) you know so it seems like it's a collaborative process for you like performing definitely oh definitely yeah and i mean the last year what I've been doing with it is sort of just jumping on open mics or, you know, a friend will have a show and let me get up and rock the mic. I've done a few shows this year where I actually get to do a set of my own material, but I'm still using other people's beats and figuring out like what I'm doing. And ultimately, like I'm starting a new project this summer and it's all, you know, self-orchestrated and and written by us and that's really ultimately where I'm trying to get back to because that's what I'm most familiar with and I'm not financially in a situation to pay $500 for a hip-hop beat you know what I mean and if I know someone who cares about my skill and what I have to bring enough to offer me an opportunity to you know, participate in a project like that, then I'm totally down and I will, you know, uh, contribute 100%, you know, of myself to that or I will uh, commit, you know, myself to the, to a project like that. But um, I'm just trying to really figure out what my resources are immediately at my disposal. Like, what gear do I have in my living room? You know, who do I know that... Um, plays music or plays this instrument that can come in on this part who can I collaborate with who vocally do I feel like would compliment what I'm doing right now who would I compliment with my style you know like start the conversation of creating to be able to create right Hmm. totally and how do you how do you balance all of it 
how are you how are you finding time and space to be like in a relationship have a child be an MC, do art i know that you're still having art shows and like what's the secret oh girl don't don't get it twisted <laughs> don't fool your damn self twice for once <laughs> There is no damn secret. It's like everyday work. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I love it how like you look left and right. <laughs> I'm like, did you hear that? Did you hear that on the right? Did you hear that on the left? I don't know what I'm doing, 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 doing. No, really, I, it's not like, you know, it's all cherries and sunshine rainbows coming out my unicorn ass you know it's really challenging and I depend on people way too much and you know I feel like I'm not there nearly as much as I could be for you know people that really care about me and my own child and you know it's but I can't think about those things when I once I start thinking about that stuff I go into anxiety mode panic mode and it just runs me it runs this starts running the show and I'm not gonna let that take over I'm not gonna let that take control of myself because I've got too much else going on you know mm. I've, I've got to keep contributing to the situation you got to keep figuring out what the hell's next right yeah no totally like you were talking about the artists themselves are their own worst enemy like seems like that's the constant battle that i keep hearing from people is like they're dealing with themselves <laughs> yeah we are crazy to to ourselves we don't give ourselves enough breaks you know it's like we're busy i read some article somewhere about the idea of busy and it's true that it's not it's not real. It's like we fabricated this concept uh, to be able to create a whole makeshift of excuses, you know, to avoid what is actually really happening. Mm. And yeah, it's just, you know, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> be here now, motherfuckers. <laughs> be here now. So when you're so when you're up there rapping, uh, emceeing, and singing, um, does it transcend space and time? Does it take you to like where does it take you? Oh wow, I don't even know. Sometimes I don't even remember, right? Sometimes I'll get in the space and I honestly will just black out what's going on. Other times I'll be focused on technical issues or who's in the crowd or what's the DJ doing or am I standing right? Did that photographer just get that angle? Oh, hell no, child, that is not my angle. You know, like there's, <laughs> it depends. But when it's nice and when it's right and when you're feeling it and you can actually be given the space to just tune out and like let go, like this in, it, within my surrender is where I find my greatest inspiration. Sometimes your deeper thoughts and feelling
I'm the far-sighted magician who makes magic with gadgets, pirates and magnets. I may fall fast and love can get tragic, like hydrochloric acid, peeling back layers, toxic, you're reactive. We all got trash, yeah. Everybody has it, all kinds of crazy baggage. Stuck up in the static, we no rock and a habit. Tweaking like addicts to be sick of chasing rabbits. Ain't bad about the cool swing, it don't matter, ain't no. Your mental chatter, find the bonds that got you tied and slice it with your dagger. My heart goes bitter, batter when you speak sweet. And my pen and ink be melody between the lining and timing, yeah. Survivors riding lightning, it had to be like that to get like this. My life is full of regrets, just a ton of experience. People always ask me what My goals are to be, I guess. My goals will be defined as I pr progress through the process by how good of an understanding I have about myself. So at this point, I'm playing shows. I'm trying to pay my rent on time. I'm trying to get my son to school in the morning, you know, at the right moment with a full pack lunch, you know, trying to be able to give him bus money every day, plus go do the show, you know, the next weekend and uh, g call a friend so they don't think I'm neglecting them, right? Those are like my goals right now. Like I'm pretty short-sighted. I definitely see myself going down to South America and seeing my family down there and connecting with them and connecting with an entire diff entire other side of myself that has been untapped thus far. So that I'm really excited for that because right now my rebirth is um, exciting and new for me, but I know that that aspect, the, that next part of my, you know, uh, coming into myself, you know, that sounds, I'm coming into myself. I'm feeling myself. <laughs> the next, the next chapter of, of, you know, who I am it, I, it is one that I'm really excited for, you know, um, because it's completely unknown to me. Yeah. And it's such a rich heritage. I mean, it's just like so incredible. The, the capacity you have to find out about find out so much about yourself by tapping yeah. into that and on my mom's side too you know she's from kentucky and that's i've never even been to kentucky and it's you know i've traveled right freaking through near there you know and so there's that whole side too that i really want to check out you know because music is rich in appalachia as well and on my mom's side we have you know violin makers and you know musicians too so i know that it's not just one-sided there's there are a couple different aspects to myself that have yet to be discovered and i'm really excited for that discovery so on that note what do you um do you have any like any stories or any words of inspiration for people who are like trying to figure out how to connect to themselves artistically or how to like pursue something and like let everything go and be the artist one of the things that I've been doing in the last, like, I want to say eight months, because it hasn't been that long, is I've been saying no to things, mm. and that's not something that I'm used to. I make very little money, you know, and so I often find myself in times of desperation, and someone's like, oh, you know, do this, or how about this job, or bust out a website that's going to take you a week in two days for no money, you know. So I've been saying no to things, and what I'm finding is that a better thing comes right after. And so my timing for manifesting that, that's sort of what I'm trying to fine-tune right now, 
is like, and you know, being able to ask, like know what I want and ask for it so that it can come. And I figure out, you know, the, the timing to the point of being able to just make it happen right away, you know? <laughs> like, so I guess, um, yeah, that's basically like what I'm trying to do right now is, is what did I say again? Say no, value your time. Yeah, I said no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to figure out. My, my man is laughing his ass off over there. Um, saying no is something I found to be very important now to me. And not just in business and in, you know, creative projects, but in relationships with people too. You know, just saying no. And that's like one of my biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is how to be water, right? How to not be attached to the idea of something. And the only attachment that I can justify right now in my life is my man and my son. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like those are certainties that are going, that are out, that will outlast me, right? And, and any of my ideas. So, uh, yeah basically just not like the idea of impermanence and how it relates to us on the daily and how you know easily we accept it but then when we look at it in a bigger way it scares us and not letting it freak you out because it's okay and it's not the end it's just the end of that right no totally no that's super inspiring I think a lot of a lot of our culture is based around like casual dates that never follow through and I'm so over that shit you know like oh yeah let's get together and you both oh. know you never will but just being like no. you know what we're busy you know like yeah this is happening just enjoy <laughs> this is happening you know totally like, uh, I know I have this one lyric I wrote a long time ago that's like and if I go out at night, is a hug appropriate or just a high five? Like the complexities of like being social and it's not that difficult. Like we don't need to trip so hard on it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm into you. I'd love to work with you sometime. And if we say that and really mean it, it's probably gonna fucking happen, you know? And if not, then it's okay. No resentment because it didn't go down, you know? Maybe it's gonna happen next year. Maybe it'll happen and maybe it won't, but that's okay because if we can just accept what is happening in that moment, then we don't have to get hung up. You know, like Lenny, oh man, Lenny Bruce, feeling this, feeling this dude right now, right? Lenny Bruce, tell me. Oh yeah, he, he was this uh, controversial comedian back in the day and he has this one quote that I actually just sampled for this new track. And it's uh, the idea of truth. What's true is what is. And any idea of something better is a lie. Right? Mm -hmm. So just if we can just accept like what's happening and, you know, not, not exactly like best intentions, but just accept, right? Then it's going to happen eventually it's going to happen, you know, one way or another. And, you know, I guess just faith. Like, my one thing that keeps me together so that I don't lose my mind is talking with my guides. I talk like a crazy woman with my guides. 
you know? They ground me, they give me perspective, they allow me to step back because I feel like I'm connected to something that I can't touch, right? And are you a religious person? Like when you say guides, like people who don't know you might be like, oh, is she like, what? what's going on there? <laughs> right, right, I'm talking about people who have passed, right? Okay. And it's not even the idea of like them as their spirit, but more the idea of the connection that you had with them and the lessons that you learned with them and how you can reference that to give you perspective in a moment of crisis or, or doubt, right? So you can do it with people who are alive too and they could be your guides too, right? It's just more of like having that resource for you. You know, like not not feeling like you're alone. Exactly. You know, because ultimately the idea of loneliness is impossible on a molecular level. Hmm. That's really beautiful. You should write a <laughs> song about that. <laughs> the idea of loneliness is impossible on a molecular level. Print. <laughs> if you could put one thing out to the universe or to the world, you know, it's not like huge, but it's it's seeping into the cracks. It's on iTunes, you know. So, what like inspiration or advice or like save the whales or whatever shit have you been wanting to just speak out to the universe? Um, now's your chance. Wow. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. No pressure. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give credit to someone who, um, I don't even know her name, and it's pretty ridiculous, but it affected me enough to allow, like, I recall this moment with her often, and it was about drinking before I perform, and she said, one day you won't have to do that. Hmm. And you know, I am an alcoholic, I'm an addict, like all of these things. Um, and I do drink, you know. So it was something that in the moment I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, judgment. Don't judge me, mm. you know. But looking at it further, like now, it's more about a, a comfort thing. You're comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable with your ability. And most of all, you're comfortable sharing your ability and if if you can get to that point then you're basically you're you're set you're flying it's happening rest up with this life has a thunder attack you say the pressure's too much it ain't as bad as all that you used to cruise around the block you see some real low shit it ain't horizon in the distance but the top of your pit i know it's easy to remember all the times of the bad making excuses just to justify feeling so sad all that's just making you skinny and your ego stay fast shrug it off the mirror energize ruling with the lap you got skills for it that's hard success on what you have stop pressure limits i'm working on this project with my girl sassy d called Dime Beast. Uh, I'm creating all the art and uh, we're basically promoting ourselves as artists and other artists that we connect with that we feel share the same uh, authenticity and volume, I guess you will, as an artist and as a person, right? And so, is this going to be a local collective or um, is it going to be like 
can anybody who hears this like find you and connect with you or definitely yeah it's going to be something that you know we want to spread as far as possible so luckily we know you know a lot of people so we're going to be able to like you know put it out there pretty quickly once we get all of the ideas situated and uh, that's the one I'm the most excited about because I've been working on so many projects for other people for so long that it's time for me to start building on what I'm creating so it's going to be more focused on like music and art you know um, as producing you know production we're going to be collaborating with tons and tons of different people uh, so the first track will be dropping real soon. I think next week, maybe this weekend. Wow. Uh, Dime Beast. It features myself, Sassy D, and Jada from Spokane, Washington. And uh, yeah, just another amazing woman who is doing this thing. And uh, so there's that, which is like sort of my broader project. And then more specifically, um, working on a project with Danny Altizer who plays guitar um, and we're, you know, going to put together some, I don't know, maybe some pop, maybe some hip hop, maybe some country polka. Like, we'll see, we'll see if we're feeling ourselves. Can you spit me any lyrics from um, what Dime Beast um, style is? All right. Yeah, let's see. Aftermath, art lies knocked up with knives for hands, slicing every human breath, breaking bread like Mardi Gras fest with atomic orgies in her head, behind brown eyes, a zoological disguise, bear hugs for life, superstitions die like suppressing superstars on the supernova, fly like an elevator ride in the twilight night, I ride like a string tied around my finger, episodic drama lingers, wounds heal and fester, faster respect. Spirit licks a killer in its skin, a lesson live within, saint making sin a new place to begin, begin again, drinking Finnegan with Jameson like belly button lint, some fluff or face, a peaceful place, a little love and grace, and a whole lot of bass. Yeah, belly button lint, oh my god, you're my new favorite <laughs> rapper. <laughs> You can wrap that in like that tight and good <laughs> win. She goes hard to in charge of the boulevard. Weaving in and out of traffic, yup. She a wild card. Queen making pop turn heart in the fine art. Me and my ladies, yeah, we off to a good start. Finesse ridiculous, acing them curriculums. Begging us to come back to your city, never sick of us. Love thick and rigorous, we gonna work it out. High levels, cannabis cup, imperial stuff. Time is off the time map, yeah, time out. Get you up to speed, yes, indeed, we gon' vibe out. It's not about the who, what, where, and why. It's the struggle for to shine that precipitate. Take your eyeballs, cry long time bombs, converse in nylons. Eugene to Saigon, passport in my song. We'll take you anywhere that you please. All up in the high 
Can't hate, it's flavor, fate for us to savor with Who we are, our culture and behavior Just can't fake her with the pen and paper Turn the world to wallflowers into straight headbangers Read about us on your Facebook, some real dime beast Crew so sick, think we on the high seas MCs, demonstrating our intention From the northwest corner, soon nation to nation Like forever I've been waiting, ain't gonna lie But the industry ain't dominated by guys Like a needle in the rod We're sewing up politics and blazing the fire Illuminating avenues, call a street light Roots we tried Like motherfucking Carl Sagan is a super guy Living star life, living star life Living star life <laughs> Yeah, me and my bitches, we out here Yeah, that's how we do But you know what this Northwest Females, all up in this Yeah When everybody gets a piece, the wheels stay free Supporting all artists in the craft Love equals love, so you do the math in my past, so I stay positive cause I know it won't last Confronting adversity with my eyes wide open On the daily I be coping, smoking, coking, drinking tea It's my responsibility to keep the clarity So I can hold it down when I come to your town Don't frown cause the smile's profound Spread the light, show some love Cause everybody needs a hug Bring it in with a ring a tang tang It's about the positivity and love that we bring Sing it from the bottom of my soul Styles it resistful cause everybody needs it Food for thought and we gonna feed it Real hip hop from a female perspective Live and direct so you best respect it Yeah, 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 hey You best respect it Big up to PFN You know, you're out there We are part of it and I miss and love you guys so much. Um, rest in peace, King 3. Santa Fe, I'll be back one day. And I love you guys. Bye-bye.